Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. It's one of those games you want to watch the film because there's a number of things that make sweeping judgments about exactly what happened without seeing it. So, um, but obviously they they were they were good tonight, and we needed to be better. I thought the end of quarter situations hurt us. Um, there were a couple runs there where we you know, we were right there in the game. So I don't know that the score necessarily reflects on the game, but in this case, it, you know, they built a built a lead too. So. Um, they did that, you know, I think the physicality and aggressiveness, and, and they made some shots, too. There's Quinn Snyder talking after the Utah Jazz fall to the Indiana Pacers, 121-102. to PK, those end-of-quarter runs, that's that's the bench. I'm, I'm intrigued to see as they get here to the trade deadline if there'll be a move made to bolster the bench and give them a little, little boost there, because when they go to the bench at the end of quarters, often bad things happen. Well, then go to the bench at uh, earlier in a game or in the middle of the quarter. Solve that one. Bad things will happen then. You for sure, huh? So the, you think the bench sucks? <sighs> it's what it's looking like right now a quarter of the way into the season. I mean, you can keep tinkering and see what you can come up with, different combinations and all of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something done here before the trade deadline. See if they can get a, get a boost. Well, Conley needs to start giving them something more consistently. Absolutely. At what point can we just say, all right, this is a problem? Uh, anytime you want. I think a quarter of the way through the season, you start to get a feel for that kind of stuff. This is a problem. This is a problem. Well, you said anytime I want. I want to do it right now then. Once I got your permission. So, <laughs> you always need my permission. Well, you played the game. I never did. But you <laughs> understand it better than I do. I think you understand it pretty well, PK. He's hurting him, man. There's it's too just, many two for tens. Yeah. Gosh, get going already, man. And, I mean, they well, when it was up. early and he was shooting 20%, we thought he'd upgrade. Yeah. But it seems like it's kind of plateaued in the high 30s. And 36, 37%, 10, not I mean, what just, you're looking for. It's not good enough. Depot's not playing and, and they still got worked. I was disappointed. This five-game road trip, the middle game, the third one is tonight in Memphis. And of the five teams, this is the only one that doesn't have a winning record, PK. That's true. So on paper... This is the most winnable of the five games. Got to get this one. I know last time there was a lot of emotion all that, but now it's the second time back. You need to move past that and play a good game and get a win. I agree. Because otherwise you're staring at a, an 0-5 trip possibly. That would be sucky-wucky. That would be – what was that? That's a technical term. Sucky-wucky? Yeah. All right, games tonight at 6. Pre-game show, 5 o'clock, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. Well, Steve Kerr's got a cut on his right hand, PK. He just couldn't handle another bad performance. They were playing poorly against the Bulls. He broke the cut clipboard, cut himself, said later, it's a mere flesh wound. I'm allotted two broken clipboards a year. This was number one. It always cuts my hand in the same place. This was a little deeper, though. I, I must have been a little more upset. They won 104.90. I really question using your clipboard mulligan in November. Too early? Yeah. You don't want to take your clipboard cut 
uh, broken mulligans into the offseason, you know, because they don't carry over. But now, and you got to be on your best behavior. Clipboard mulligans are like timeouts. So you get two, that means, so then you actually have three clipboards you can use. Because you get two broken. Then you got to have a third one to go right. to after you saying? break the two. You still have to be able to diagram So plates. is it two clipboards or two broken clipboards? It's two broken clipboards. So he, all right. <clears throat> he can bring it a little one. early. You know, but now, you, I mean, you got to really watch yourself at least until late February after the All-Star break. Pace yourself. Save something for the second half of the season. Yeah, because you think you're going to break one then. Or maybe at that point you don't give a crap anymore and you're... You're tanking. You're in full tank mode trying to get that the most lo- uh, ping pong balls possible. Prep yourself for the lottery. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting development to watch. And maybe it's because it was the Bulls who really suck. They're playing the Heat tonight, but he can go in there expecting an L and probably be able to roll with it a little better. Okay. That's keen analysis. Thank you. Lakers are playing again tonight. The 16-2 and Lakers who were uh, in trouble in New Orleans until they weren't. They're struggling. Twitter went nuts because LeBron banged knees with somebody and left the game, and then he just came back, and they rallied, and they won. He got to play the full 45 minutes, and New Orleans didn't do that. Full 45? Mm Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah, 15 minutes a quarter. Lakers and Wizards on NBA TV tonight, if you want to check that out. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU takes third place in the Maui Jim Maui Invitational. Really sorry, I'm not going to get to say that several more times. They win two you, out of you three. You anytime you want, Dave. I don't want to. Oh. The two games. That's kind of a contradiction. Two games where they shot the three-pointer, they won. Uh, shot eight, 50%. But shot it well. The ball went in. Yes. And then against Kansas. That's a good college basketball. I mean, you can take third place and celebrate and party until you leave the next day on the flight. A Latter-day Saint party. Absolutely. No booze, according to Mark Hope. But that's that's the greatness of college sports is that you can get beat and not finish, not second, not first, but still be excited. And they got one more game tomorrow, Montana Tech, so that means they should finish 6-3 and three without Childs. And then they have uh, the Utes on Wednesday. Take that in his first game back. So I think six and three without your best player. Is if you would have signed good. off on that, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. You can go back and play what it could have, should have, the Boise State game. That's it. Slipped away. But, I mean, Harry Hall's could have missed the shot against Houston, so that thing kind of flushes out there. Yep. So I don't know. I don't really think you can go back because if you're going to go back, you got to go back and could have, would have, should have not. And so. <laughs> Well, we shouldn't have won that game, and we barely won that game, so they don't really count. Yeah. You just take them, and so they, they... I would say that's pretty good. And I told you, I've been in that gym. I've shot at that gym, and those rims are really soft. So see them uh, Wednesday night shoot the ball as well. It was cool to see, and that's the recipe to win without much of an inside game. Now, Childs will come back and be able to give them that. I'm excited for his return on Wednesday, and it's a nice game, obviously, against the Utes at the Huntsman Center. I look forward to seeing that. And, and they've, they've got some tough games coming up the, the, the rest of the time. They, they have a nice preseason schedule, pre-conference schedule, because they got the Utes, obviously. they got Utah State, who's nationally ranked. Uh, they got, do, they, do they play St. Mary's? I think they do, don't they? And I know they got Nevada. they got UNLV and Nevada yeah. both. Yeah. So those are nice games. 
St. Mary's at St. Mary's on January 9th. Well, of course they got St. Mary's. They're a, uh, they've gone twice. That was stupid. They're in the same conference. Well, Utah State's got St. Mary's tonight. That's what I was thinking of. Utah State. Yes, thank you. Utah State has chosen to play St. Mary's. And uh, what game is what? Uh, what television is that on? It's an ESPN game. ESPN U at nine thirty. Right. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Uh, that Utah State. You, you know, they've traditionally played a soft non-conference schedule, and so St. Mary's is a nice game for them as a nationally ranked team. What are they? Fifteenth now. They are fifteenth as they go to Moraga, California. Yeah, Moraga is just fun to say. You can say it anytime you want. You can go Maui Gym. You can just alternate Maui Gym, Maui Invitational, and Moraga, California. If they ever had the Maui Gym, Maui Invitational, and Moraga, that would be out of control. Utah hosting UC Davis, alternately known as? Well, in their press release, they call it UC David. And really, what difference does it make? That's tonight, 7 o'clock on the Pac-12 Networks. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. We got a bunch of really good players in this senior class. You know, two years ago, when you look at the roster, you could see it coming that this was going to be a year where where uh, there's going to be a lot of talent on the field and a lot of key players, barring you know injury or early departures, which fortunately didn't happen for us. And so it was just you could see it coming. And just because you see it coming or you think you have some potential or a chance doesn't mean it always happens. And these guys have made it happen. Their their work ethic, their leadership, their approach to the game, it's all come together. And it's been a special season so far. Still got work to do, but so far it's been very enjoyable. Some of that work to do involves clinching the Pac-12 South by beating Colorado tomorrow, 5.30 on ABC. You pregame show starts at 3.30 here on The Zone. Colorado, 5-6, and six, playing for bowl eligibility, coming off a win over Washington. And the Utes send the seniors out the right way, PK. How many times have you heard that expression? Yeah, I don't think that counts this year, though. I think sending the seniors out the right way is next week, not this week. Give them the Pac-12 title. Yes, that's what matters the most. Uh, you know, you should celebrate, and I put it on Facebook, what's going to be the mood, because I, I obviously I think they're going to win. How much celebration is there going to be? Because last year you didn't get, to, you didn't get a chance to celebrate your Pac-12 title because it came late at night when you weren't playing. Here, you're going to walk off the field yeah, knowing. Right, and you're, and you're going to get it. I mean, I, this would be the stunner of all stunners if they lost this game. I don't think that uh, that's going to happen by any stretch. I think they're going to win and win comfortably, just like they've been doing. And that's what Kyle should have said when he talked about the seniors and their leadership and their approach to the game and the crappy opposition they play week after week. Uh, And this is another one that fits right in that mold. But how much celebrating is there going to be? And you should acknowledge winning the division two years in a row is good, but for this group, it's only a step. So it's to send the seniors off. These guys didn't come back just to win the South and then lose the conference title game next week against Oregon. So next week, next week should be the big celebration. Assuming you get that game, and we'll dissect that all in the next week, obviously, when we get to that point. Right now, I would favor them. There's no line on the game, but I certainly would favor them against the Ducks next week. So I'm expecting the same thing that we've seen the last several weeks. Another beating. Another awesome performance by the defense that shut out two teams. Held a couple teams to field goals and held a couple more teams to seven just because they scored in the last two minutes against the backups. Right. That's six games where the defense has just 
completely overwhelm the opposition. Which is why I would favor them next week. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. I remember going to San Diego and having warm weather, and even when it rained, it was nice, and so that was a positive, and I remember playing in a time like this, like November, when it's about to snow, and, and we're heading to the sunny California, so looking forward to it. I also remember that we had a lot of players, a lot of fans in that area, in, in Southern California, so I know that there'll be a lot of support there, and looking forward to the game, you know, I just, I think, I've always remembered the athleticism and speed San Diego State's always had, and it's been that way for a very long time, and looking forward to the matchup. Kalani Sataki talking about the game with the Aztecs Saturday. They've got that athleticism and speed on defense. Sixth in the country. Giving up a little over uh, 13 points a game. 13 and a half points a game. But PK, Rocky Long's teams can usually run the ball, and this team does not run the ball. This offense depends on the quarterback running around making big plays, and he does it once in a while. But they're averaging less than 20 points a game. That is a college football. That is a ridiculously tiny number. Yeah, and they're talking about the quarterback not playing, so I haven't seen an adjusted line on that, but they have an opportunity to get their eighth win for the Cougars, and that's important. With Agnew, they average 19 points a game. Without him, I can't imagine what this game's going to look like. It's This ought to be a chance for the BYU defense to overwhelm a team the way we've seen the Utah defense do a half, to- a half dozen times. If there's no Agnew running around crazy making plays. So what you're telling as a San Diego State fan, if BYU wins, you can't celebrate because you called it, huh? That'd be okay. (laughs) I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Sure, you hadn't thought about it. That's right. You think about that all the time. Nice nice try. (laughs) Eight and four is there for the taking. That game's tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. You can see it on the CBS Sports Network. And the Cougar pregame show starts at 6 p.m. live from JCW's in Provo. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Gary Anderson wants a seventh win. Make sure you get a bowl bid. Don't be the 6-6 six six team that gets passed over. And they're playing a 2-9 and nine team. It's lost eight in a row and has a coaching change going on. I would think Aggies by a lot, PK. Me too. Aggies taking down the Lobos. That game's on Facebook. Full coverage begins at 1 o'clock with the Aggie pregame show. Kickoff is at 2 in Albuquerque. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. College football, PK, this is the big weekend. A ton of games today, even more tomorrow. And there are a lot of teams, if you're pulling for the youths in the playoff race, Alabama-Auburn, big game on CBS at 1.30. Auburn with a chance to knock Alabama out of the playoff hunt. Also, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, 6 o'clock on Fox. Oklahoma trying to get to 12-1 of Big 12 champions and put themselves right in the middle of the uh, playoff committee discussion, and Oklahoma State could end that Saturday night. Yeah, I don't think Alabama is the threat. I think that if the Oklahoma's youths take care threat. of the business that they're supposed to, I think uh, they'll be fine with Alabama. I could be wrong, but that's the way I see it. That's Mike. And that's my based guess. on the fact that Alabama won't have a conference title game, so in right. another week, the Utes, they beat Oregon. They get a big win that Bama doesn't have. Well, then you'd have to think the win over Oregon is better than the win over Auburn. And then Bama but, will argue that the loss to LSU is more impressive than the loss to USC. 
Yes. Okay. No, I but can, Oklahoma. I can agree with that. But Oklahoma will be looking at both of them saying, assuming they get to 12-1, and one, well, we got two wins over Baylor and a win mm-hmm. over Oklahoma State, who's currently ranked, although they may not be if they get blown out by Oklahoma. And then I can argue their loss to Kansas State isn't that much worse than losing to SC. Right. So they could have more yeah. good wins than... I, I think they would. Yeah. Yeah, I think they would have more good wins. Than, than, so that's why if it's a horse race... Look over your uh, right. left shoulder, not your right shoulder. That kind of deal. No, look over your right. If you look over your left, you're on the you're on the rail there, and they would be out of bounds. Look over your right. They're coming along on the outside. Okay. So uh, that could. If I, if, being a Ute fan, the number one thing I would root for right now is for Oklahoma to lose. Then next week, the number one thing would be for Georgia to lose. Because I think if Georgia beats LSU, which is a monumental accomplishment, then I think then they're in, and Oklahoma, Utah, and Alabama are out. That would be almost not debatable, because Georgia's sitting at four mm-hmm. right now, yeah. and if they beat undefeated LSU, who's no longer number one, they're now number two, but either way, that's an awesome win. Yes. And, and they'd and be the- SEC champs. It's hard to believe we're ever going to see a tournament with the SEC champ left out. No, they'd have to have... At least two, if not three losses. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. His love for the game. I, I don't know that there's anyone that enjoys playing football more than him. And that that's kind of rubs off, kind of contagious on his teammates. And so when guys like him make a play, you see the bench get excited. And, and that quality that, that a player has that endear, endears himself to other teammates, I think is... Uh, very strong and important, and uh, he's one of those players. That's Sean Payton, the Saints coach, talking about the impact Taysom Hill has, electrifying the whole bench when he scores, yeah. which he did twice. Yeah, but that's kind of that's a little bit embarrassing, though. On that, it's like the sub who scores the three pointer at the end. You want to be known as the star, and he's in the end zone again because, of course, he's in the end zone again. That's yeah. why he scored 100 touchdowns in his and career. They keep making a big deal about it, and it's to the point where uh, I'm over it. And he can run, he can do, it, and, and he's not a quarterback. I mean, but, he's the third string emergency quarterback, basically. And so the quarterback blocked a punt. Uh, the special teams guy blocked a punt. And he's capable of blocking punts. I mean, the, the only thing I don't expect him to do is kick an 85-yard field goal and play in the line, offense and defense. Other than that, he can do whatever on this football field. Give the Atlanta Falcons credit. They aren't very good at very many things this year. They're 3-9, and nine, but that was an excellent job of recovering onside kicks by them. Silver lining. Yeah, I thought the biggest news of the day was the Cowboys getting worked by the Bills rather than the Saints. Scored the first touchdown and then got dominated. That was a, that was a shocker. And now they're six and six, mm-hmm. and the stat on them is they they just can't they they get all their wins against teams with losing records and they can't beat teams with winning records. Well, they're bowl eligible though, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, they're six and six, mm-hmm. which in the NFC East puts them right there with the Eagles. The final month, they will stagger to the finish line, play each other, and whoever wins that game ought to win the division because the rest of their schedules are pretty soft. All right, big games this weekend. Anything you uh, care about? Anything you're fascinated by? I know. Raiders, Chiefs, no Broncos on Channel 2. Bronco fans already upset. 
What are you going to do? You got two emails. Three, I think, now. (laughs) (laughs) Poor DJ. (laughs) Phones will crash on Sunday. Looking forward to that. Maybe they won't. They're terrible this year. They're three and eight, so. Once upon a time, Bronco fans crashed the phone lines. That was a blast. Got the Patriots and the Texans in Houston. You buying the Texans as a real contender? Obviously, Patriots, Ravens. Assume the Chiefs, if they're healthy, might be able to take somebody down in the postseason. Texans never won a playoff game. They lose this. They're kind of into NFC East territory, 7-5 and five battling for the title. Yeah, I think they, I give them a chance. All right, DJ and PK, there you go. The headlines are brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690 at Shamrock Plumbing. We're broadcasting live today. We're at Murdoch Chevrolet. Stop on by and say hi during the show. 2375 South, 625 West, right off the freeway in Woods Cross. You can also shop online anytime at MurdochChev.com. Murdoch, C-H-E-V.com. They've got their November black tie sales event underway here at Murdoch Chevrolet. And also, during this broadcast only, you can get an Oil change, a conventional oil change for only $19.99, but you have to get down here before the show ends at 10 o'clock. And while the weather's still good, because it's supposed to snow heavy later today. So right now, it's wide open. $19.99, head on down to Murdoch Chevrolet, and you get the oil change. Murdoch Chevrolet, where customers truly are the heart of our business. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to give away, too. We have got loads of stuff. Jazz Beanie. Jazz cap, you'll be putting these on and people will be ripping them off your head. And then there's the orange jazz shirt, the black and gold jazz shirt. And PK, thanks to a listener who stopped by today, Nicholas Benson from Huge Brands at hugebrands.com. We got DJ and PK signature shirts. We got our <laughs> own line on, of what? apparel, people. Yes. We've got our own line of apparel, uh, y'all. this out now. <laughs> he showed up this morning. Yes, you need to tweet these out, though. We need to Johnny, our our, uh, on-site engineer, is holding the shot, uh, the shirts. DJ, it's it's a takeoff of uh, ACDC. So the ACDC logo. Yes. It's got DJ on the left side, and then the the bolt in the middle. Yeah. And then PK, and then it's got a cannon, and then it says, for those about to talk, entertaining dedicated listeners, weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m., Okay, you need to grab me one of those and also tweet it out, okay? <laughs> we got a bunch. Uh, Johnny, we got a whole box full, right? Yeah, and we got uh, in sizes, medium, large, and extra large. Yeah. All right, check Twitter. You'll see photos of our own line of clothing apparel. We've hit the big time now. Thank you, Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas Benson, huge brands, providing DJ and PK. Take me now. apparel. That's it. <laughs> Your dad, your dad couldn't believe you were interviewing Billy Casper, right? Yeah, I've talked uh, to Billy Casper. He won a Masters. I, I've chatted him up. Yeah. And then Johnny Miller knew who you were. And then you rode in an elevator with the Hoff. No, not the Hoff. The lead singer of Counting Crows. I know, but I thought you were in the elevator with the Hoff, too. No, he, he was, was just, he, he went was through the press box, press box press area. and walked through while you were there. Okay. I, I, I seen him. You seen him, but you weren't, he didn't, okay. Nah, he said, hey, what up, PK? All right. But now, <laughs> all of that has been topped yeah. by the fact that there's DJ and PK apparel. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're not Donovan Mitchell. We don't have shoes yet. 
and there's still another mountain to climb. <laughs> but this is still significant. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're broadcasting live from Murdoch Chevrolet in Woods Cross. Their November event is underway. They got deals on all types of vehicles. Come down and check them out. We'll tell you about them a little later in the show. We're right off the freeway in Woods Cross this morning. And we've got jazz gear, T-shirts, beanies, caps. And we got what, PK? We got DJ and PK T-shirts. They've been newly created. Nicholas Benson has created them, and we're going to give them away. You can rip the jazz beanie right off my head. I have it on. All right, stop by. It's Black Friday. You're out. You've been shopping for the last three hours. Before you go home, stop by and help yourself to a little jazz gear and some DJ and PK apparel. Right now, we're going to talk college football, Utah and Colorado. And we are joined by Mark Johnson, the play-by-play voice of the Colorado Buffaloes. He is on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate line of service with the flex lease now through december 26th visit the sprint store nearest you mark good morning gentlemen good morning happy belated uh, thanksgiving happy belated thanksgiving to you too and i guess uh first thing before we look ahead uh let's look back how high are the buffs riding after beating washington and keeping their bowl hopes alive well, they're feeling pretty good about things, especially when you consider that there was a five-game losing streak in the middle of this season that uh, you know had had things pointed in obviously the wrong direction. But I'll say this: Mel Tucker, in his first year, I think has done a pretty good job of riding the ship here and, and kind of directing things. And he's shown a steadiness, and, and I think a lot of people in Buff Nation right now are feeling pretty good about the direction of things, even though you know they're they're kind of uh, playing with fire this weekend, wanting to get bowl eligible, playing against a very good Utah team. But I think all in all. The way things have gone this season, everyone feels real good about year number one of Mel Tucker. Yeah, you know, we go down and we broadcast down there, Pac-12 Media Day, and we're there six hours, and they bring all the coaches, all the players come through, and we've been doing it since uh, both teams joined the conference, so we've been down there nine years now, and you know, there's been a slew of new coaches, and when Mel Tucker came in and sat beside us, I really felt like, all right, if Colorado's going to get something going, it seems to me he's the right guy, and then you look at his qualifications, and I don't know what the deal was in prior years, but it seemed like somebody who deserved a head coaching job. There was nobody more deserving than Mel Tucker with all the experience that he had. And so I would agree with you from a distance anyway. You're there day to day. It seems like he is the right man to get this program where I don't know that it can get back to where it was maybe in the early 90s, but I think it can get back to being competitive and competing for bowl bids, and he's your guy. Well, you know, I I think back to when they let Mike McIntyre go. And and, and Mike did a nice job of... I think, you know, laying a little foundation for, you know, now Mel to come in and, and obviously take the baton and kind of move it forward. But I remember saying to Rick George, uh, the athletic director at CU, I said, you're not going to ask me who to, who to hire. But I said, uh, here's a little bit of advice I'm going to give you. Just having, you know, been in the, the seat of a play-by-play guy and a voice for program now for 30-some years over various, uh, you know, institutions, I said, find a guy that is big enough for the room. He's a big dog. He's not going to crumble under pressure. Now, you know, uh, Kyle Whittingham is obviously that kind of guy. Here at Colorado, they've had Bill McCartney and Gary Barnett was that way. 
and they they haven't had that guy that that you know hadn't crumbled under the pressure the last three coaches they've had come through here, and and I think he went out and found that guy, and, and that's what I love about Mel. He understands who he is. He knows what his vision is. Uh, he has set his sights on on the horizon out there, and basically it's you're either going to come along for the ride, or we're going to do this together, or you can find some else, you know, some other place to be. And and there have been a few guys that left this program. They did after spring ball. There's been a couple of guys during the season who have realized maybe I'm not willing to do what he's asking me to do. But as you mentioned, he's been at places. He's been at uh, LSU. He's been at Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia. He played uh, in a very good program in Wisconsin, and so he's been there and seen how it's done and says this way it's going to be and he hasn't altered any of that you know through the good and bad and, and uh, when we started the season we had a great start to the year obviously so they get three and one at one point in time and everyone kept asking me, what do you think of Mel what do you think of Mel I said well let me tell you what I think of him after I see him go through you know to lose a two three four ball games in a row they lost five in a row and, and he didn't alter his demeanor he didn't alter his approach he didn't alter anything and so I think what, what you noticed that day at media day and what I've seen now through 11 games this season is why I think everyone here in Boulder, Colorado is feeling pretty good about things. So what has to be done for, and I guess this is a question for a lot of the Pac-12, but certainly for Colorado, to get to the next step and to have eight-win teams, you know, teams that are ranked, seems that, uh, because a lot of the frustration here for Ute fans, when people say, well, the schedule isn't good enough for the, uh, you know, to get into the playoffs, well, three-quarters of your schedule is your league schedule. So if there's a bunch of teams sitting at five and six and six and five, you can't really control that. You can control the other three games. So, you know, that's on you but nine of them are on the conference what has to happen to get the to that eight or nine win plateau well i, I think it's, it's obviously what, what what we all have to do we've got to get better on the roster and, and you know he is and this is another reason why everyone here is feeling pretty good about things uh you, you know if you follow recruiting very closely and working for the university as i do i can't talk a lot about specific guys other than antonio alfano who's the uh, the player the, the number one recruit in america for 2019 that went to alabama had some family issues and then i was transferred uh to colorado and so they've got him coming in for for next season potentially uh but he's been recruiting and and following that, just kind of seeing, you know, what the tea leaves read out there. He's done a fantastic job in terms of the commits. Now we'll find out on December 18th if all those guys hold. But that's going to be the bottom line. And and so he has made the decision when he got here that I'm not shying away from going for a guy just because maybe Georgia and Alabama are on him. He's gone after some of the top names in the country, uh, certainly in the western part of the country. And and so far, it would, the indications would be in terms of who's committed. He's he's done very well in that regard. So you know, listen. That's lifeblood for what all of us do. And and when you're out of Utah, you're out of Colorado, you've got to be better evaluators because maybe you might miss the five-star guy, but you find the three-star guy who who uh, turns out to be a phenomenal player. And, and obviously Utah's done that at a high level here in recent years, and Colorado's got to be better at that. And so, uh, you know, that, that's, that's the next step. We'll see if Mel is able to reel in the big fish and then find the fish that might end up being big-time players by the time they leave here. So as far as them giving Utah a game and having an opportunity to win, we know that the Utes have a ton on the line. Colorado, in its own respect, being bowl eligible, wouldn't mean a lot, obviously, in Tucker's first year. Utes have higher stakes. We understand that. Uh, 
it's going to be a tall task that you've already spoken to. You look at Utah's defense, and it's just been simply overwhelming. They've got potentially up to eight guys who can play in the NFL next season. Not down the line, next season. And that, that obviously says a whole lot. But as I look at Colorado's offense, you know, Montez, to me, we've been seeing him now for a number of years. I think he's a gutty, tough dude. I know he got hurt. What, in the Washington game? It came back. And so when I look at their passing game with him, because I think he's a potential NFL quarterback, you know, SC has the best receivers. But when I throw Chenault and Brown there, those are a couple of pretty good receivers. Obviously, Chenault is in the level of his own. And then Brown has been a nice addition to this team this year. Do you think that they can move the ball to any degree, have any success through the air to maybe put a scare into Utah, speaking of acknowledging Utah's defense and how dominant it's been? Well, I think that, that's certainly the plan. And, and obviously, you look at those numbers by Utah's defense surrendering, what is it, 14 touchdowns only this season and giving up uh, you know, double-digit yardage, uh, rushing the football. Uh, that, that, that's certainly going to be a challenge. You know, now, now, as you mentioned, LaVisca Chenault, he, he's as dynamic as anybody in America. As, as long as I've been doing this, I've never seen a better one. I'll tell you this. Here, here's a great assessment of LaVisca Chenault. Gary Barnett, who's, who's had a phenomenal coaching career, does a broadcast with me. I, I just said to him here a few weeks ago, I said, where would you rank him all time with all the guys you've seen? Do you think it's some of the great Colorado teams he was with as an assistant and what he did in Northwestern come back in his, his own teams. He says, Mark, he's as good as any player I've ever seen. So that, that cat's dynamic. Um, you know, as, as for Steven Montez, I mean, he, he's got as good an arm as anybody in America. His issue, this issue with Steven has been the fact that he's had three offensive coordinators in the last three years. And, and that's awful tough for a quarterback. And so I, I think that stunted sometimes what he's uh, you know, tried to do, uh, evolving and maturing between the ears, because physically he's got all the talent in the world. And you know, when he's good, he's very good. When, when he has been bad, he's had some really bad games. So it's been an inconsistency thing with him. You mentioned Tony Brown, who's just a, he's just a pro out there, the way he kind of approaches things. Katie Nixon can be dynamic at times. So they've got well weapons. Alex Fontenot has developed as, as a nice running back. Now, now, can they go out and establish a running game against this Utah defense? I, I think you know that's the great question in terms of what we're going to see tomorrow uh, at Rice Eccles is if they can do that because the, the last few weeks, all of a sudden they have found a running game. That is, it has come out and, and been pretty impressive. And when Mel got here, he kept that was the one thing he kept talking about. I know all coaches say these kind of things, but he stayed fast with it that you know we're going to run the ball on our terms. And last week against a very solid uh, Washington defense, they went out the last couple of possessions. In fact, they did that two weeks prior to that against Stanford and ran the ball when everybody knew they were going to. And so uh, they're feeling pretty good anyway about the way they've done that here in recent weeks. And so I guess the question will be, can they do that against, you know, hands down the best defense in, in the Pac-12? And I, I, I guess we'll find that answer out tomorrow afternoon. You know, you talked about that five-game uh, losing streak and, and some of the games that were in there were tougher, you know, Oregon and USC. But at the end of it, the fifth one was a loss to UCLA, and they ran for 200 yards. Obviously, the Utes love to run the ball. That's Kyle Whittingham's bread and butter right there. Do you expect the Utes to put up big numbers the way UCLA did, or has something changed along the D-line and they're better now? Um, well, that's, that's kind of a loaded question to lay it out that way. Um, you know, do I expect Colorado to go and just, just roll over for Utah? No, if that's what you're asking, absolutely not. Um, 
but you know they, they've that defense has been maligned this season, and, and it's been exceptionally young. Really, when this year started, they only had two guys that really had played any football for Colorado. There are a couple of good ones, and Nate Lamon and for Mustafa Johnson up front. Uh, and then they got hit with injuries on that side of the ball. But the last couple of weeks, I think Tyson Summers did a pretty good job of dialing up some pressures, and they've grown. Uh, but, you know, will, will they be able to slow down uh, Utah? You know, I don't know. They, they did a pretty good job last week uh, holding uh, Washington under 100 yards. They've been running the ball exceptionally well. So, you know, that, that's also going to be one of, the, one of the great storylines of this ballgame by the time it's all said and done. Yeah, I think that if they've got a shot, it's going to have to be low scoring, much in the way the last two ball games in which the Buffs won were low scoring with a 16-13 over Stanford and a 20-14 to over Washington. I don't think that you're going to score 30, 35 points against the Utes. So if they can control the ball, whether it's through the passing attack and, and, and Fontenot a little bit running, averaging 100 yards the last couple of games, I think that's the best way that they could have to hope to pull the upset. Would you agree, disagree? It's probably going to have to be a low-scoring game. You know, but it wasn't that long ago when Colorado came into uh, Salt Lake City and Utah was playing for the South and John Embry and those guys came in at once. So it's college football. Anything can happen. Stephen F. Austin beat Duke at, at Cameron Indoor a couple of days ago in college basketball. So, uh, But chances are it's probably not going to be a 42-35 kind of game if Colorado's going to win this thing. Yeah. Played one of those once upon a time, too. Hey, Mark, we appreciate a few minutes getting up early on the, uh, the day after Thanksgiving. Thanks for doing it and joining us this morning. You bet. See you. Mark Johnson, Colorado Buffs play-by-play voice, joining us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Were you intending to ask him how the Buffs going to roll over? No. They, the well, that's, what he, is, that's what he said. That is what he took it, yes, I know. <laughs> they, they stopped Washington's run game cold, but two weeks earlier, UCLA ran all over them. I'm not following right, Colorado that close. Maybe they got guys back from injury or, you know, I don't know. Maybe they run blitz more and it changes everything. It's, it's night and day totals there. That's well, that, that's it, but their schedule, the results have been night and day. I know. Overtime win, overtime loss, uh, close to Arizona, close loss to SC, get hammered by UC Los Angeles, get hammered by Washington State, get hammered by Oregon, and then you think they're left for dead, and then they get close right. wins against Stanford and Washington. So it doesn't really make sense. That's, well, what I was, that's what I was trying to get at. You gave up 200 yards rushing to UCLA. And you gave, I think it was 37 to Washington. Yeah, but it's like night and day. The funny thing, this, except for Utah and then to just a slightly lesser extent, Oregon, teams have been all over the map this year. Yeah, that's true. And it has been one of the wackiest seasons that I have seen in recent memory. You have two mainstays, and then you got everybody else that have just been, they've had their moments. Right, and there's no two and tens running around. No, 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 no. Everybody is having a moment. The worst teams are at four and seven. I mean, in Arizona, midseason, Arizona started four and one. I know, I know. And and then the ASU started four and one, five and one they started, and then they lose four in a row, and then you think they're left for dead, and then they beat Oregon. And I don't think that it's going to be an upset tomorrow. I just don't see it. I mean, this is. This and I don't either. And I think Moss too is, stout. I think Moss is going to have a big game, but that's what I was trying to get at. I think he's going to have a big half a game. Yeah, uh, I see where you're going there. <laughs> He'll have a big game in just a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, DJ PK. It's ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone uh, coming up. David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us at eight o'clock. Stay with us. It's ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. 
Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. We're broadcasting live from Murdoch Chevrolet. Their black tie sales event going through November underway here today. Stop by, say hello to us. We're here until 10 o'clock. You can get an oil change for $19.99. You get a lifetime oil change with any purchase this weekend, new or used. So you got that going for you, which is nice. We're at Murdoch Chevrolet right off the freeway in Woods Cross. Stop by and say hi. And they've got... uh, they got a lot of vehicles. They got deals going, and uh, depending on what you like, uh, they got eleven thousand dollars off the twenty nineteen Chevy Silverado. You can lease a new twenty nineteen Chevy Trax for only one ninety nine per month, and you can take fifteen percent off the MSRP of a twenty twenty Equinox LT. So a lot of deals. Stop by. You can get your oil changed while you're here. You can get uh, jazz shirts and PK. We have our own line of apparel now, and we are getting positive reviews on Twitter. You can take a look at yeah. the shirt, see if you want it. Ralph Sokolowski has given it the thumbs up. Be where you go. Yeah, we do have our own line of apparel. and uh, It's I'm about gonna, time. I'm going to be partnering with these guys. We're going to have a whole lot of stuff that you can get for your sweetie. We're going to have some DJ and PK 90s that will come out before Christmas and some teddies and those types of things. Very silky. And uh, you will be able to. This is going to open up a whole new avenue. I'm glad we thought of this. <laughs> yes, you thought. And of by this. thought of it, we mean when Nicholas Benson rolled in here with a box of shirts, we said, right. "Sure, you can take them out and put them on the yes, table." Yes, that's genius. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and a whole lot of things. We're going to have our own our own line pretty soon. We'll, you know, we're going to have some uh, some footwear, and and I really see us pattering pattering after the success of Jimmy Buffett. We'll probably have our own hotels, vacations in the Bahamas and stuff where you can come down and get some good deals. And this is just the start. We're going to start with the T-shirts, and then we're just going to build. I mean, and I would ask people, get on our app, what type of DJ and PK paraphernalia would you like to see? We're starting with T-shirts here. Socks. Where do we go? Socks, hats, uh, beanies, yeah. winter wear. Uh, and also, you know, don't forget the 90s and the teddies. Yeah. Yes. You know, and there's a lot of, mm. I know in this community and, and a couple of those, uh, those big fancy, uh, what, are they, what do you call them, uh, temples, they've got weddings that are coming up. And uh, so. You, you and the, DJ and PK wedding dresses? Is that where you're No, going? no, no. What to wear that night. Oh. You know, the special How night. How you doing? Which, you know, for, for most BYU students is the first time, obviously. And so those types of things. So I really see a, just a whole plethora. And then I, I think after that, I, I'm thinking about early 2021, we'll have some sporting good stuff available. You went to golf, you'll be able to get some DJ and BK <laughs> golf clubs. clubs. Nice. <laughs> right. Nice. Probably around 2024, I anticipate as breaking into the automotive industry. <laughs> I was going to ask, when are the cars coming out? Yeah. So, 
we're in negotiations now. We're, we're involved in some heavy, heavy talks. Remember Stockton and Malone Toyota? Mm-hmm. We're going to dwarf that. Yes, yes. I would see those guys getting out of the car business if they know it for their own good. Yak, yak in the background. All right, let's go to break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pretty soon, you know, That's BYU and that. Utah, they'll be playing with DJ and PK footballs. <laughs> ah. All right. Coming up next, we're talking jazz with David Locke coming off the loss in Indiana. They are in Memphis tonight. David Locke next on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.